Uh, we're going to see you again. This is not your last time here, but preach it like it is your last time because we never know, right, bro? Oh, hallelujah. Anybody excited about Jesus tonight? Oh, what a God. Can we lift up our hands unto the Lord? We love you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we place before you a buffet of praise. God, we place worship before you. Come and drink, oh Lord. Drink from the praises of your people. Drink from the cups of love, God, that we have filled our heart's vessels to give worship and praise. And the sound of our voice, everybody in the room today, we love you, Jesus. We love you, God. Oh, I come to praise you. We love you forever, oh, Lord. Come on, there's a sweet presence of God sweeping through the room. Come on, you're in the upper room right now. You're in the upper room right now. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we love you, God. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Somebody is getting renewed. We love you, Jesus. We praise you, God. Come on and tell the Lord what you need tonight. God, you know every need of mine. You know every need of mine. God, shut the voice of the philosophers, God, that would speak against your word. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Oh, what a God, what a God. What a sweet presence of the Lord we feel right now. I want us to do something. I feel like there's a lot of things going on, but, uh, you know, philosophy, philo means love, sophie means thought, wisdom, philosophy, and uh, it, it, it really means lovers of thought. And uh, you look at some of those old philosophers of old time, Socrates, Aristotle, Plato, all those guys. Uh, it was never ending sometimes, just thought, 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 thought upon a thought, thoughts upon those thoughts. And with God, there comes an ending to it. And the ending is God is able. Can I get an amen? And when that that philosophy, that world philosophy, or sometimes we spend so much time thinking if he can or if he can't, will he, won't he, but sometimes you got to put the period at the end and say, God, you're able to do it. You're just able. You're just able. How many believe he's able tonight? Can you lift up your hands and tell him, God, you're able to do everything you said Everything you said, God. Everything. Come on. Extend your faith right now. Everything, Lord. Everything. Everything. Oh, praise God. Praise God. We love you, Jesus. We love you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Somebody say, God, you're able to do all things. Somebody say, you're able to do all things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody just wait on the Lord. Can you just love him right now through prayer? 
Amen. I feel that same wonderful presence that I felt here every service. I feel that strong, sweet spirit of God so strong in this place. Hallelujah. My God, do miracles, Lord. Open up the doors of blessings. Somebody say, bless me, Lord. Somebody say, bless me, Lord, more than I've ever been blessed in my life. Amen. That's the type of prayer. Lord, bless me. Increase me, O oh God. Amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Man. I just, I feel such a strong spirit of faith. Uh, man, I feel God's favor on this church. Amen. And uh, man, that last song was in order. A testimony. Everything is in order. God is talking to ARC. Amen. I, I believe God's about to pour out some blessings, miracles, financial blessings. Anybody believe that? God, hallelujah. Amen. It's been such a wonderful time here uh, to come to the pulpit, to come to service. I feel God as strong out there as I do up here. And that is a strong signification, a token that God is doing something powerful behind the scenes in the spiritual realm. Every service uh, the last couple weeks, every single service I've come, and there's just such a strong, sweet spirit of faith in God, and uh, that's the type of atmosphere I want to be in. Amen. You know, sometimes it can be heavy. You've been in those services and seasons where everything is heavy. It just seems like it's a struggle. Man, you're plowing through. But, man, seasons like this, you just got to enjoy it. Amen. I feel the Spirit of God coming down in waves. And, uh, amen, I'm just thankful what God's going to do here. And the testimony is already starting. Amen. We, we talked about it. God's, God loves his people. Amen. That song said, I'm waiting for my miracle. Waiting for him to overtake me. Praise God. My father-in-law needed something off of Amazon today. And he said, man, I'm thinking about getting it. I'm thinking about getting it. I know how he is. He's going to think about it until he turns into a skeleton. I know how he is. So I just put up on my phone right there. Boom, boom, boom. A few buttons pressed. And it said, your order's on its way. That simple. And Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. Ain't that what he said? He said, seek, you shall find, knock, and the door be opened unto you. He didn't, he didn't make any prerequisites. He didn't make any pre-qualification. He said the only, only qualification you need is, is ask. Faith, ask him. Praise the Lord. Ask and tell. That's literally what it means. Ask and tell. Praise the Lord. Amen. I think we start asking more and requesting God. He said, ask, you shall receive. He said, if a son... Asked for bread, he said, will his father give him a stone? If he asked for a fish, will he give him a serpent? Amen. Now, what kind of father would I be if I, here, take this cobra right here. No. He'll give you what you need and more. Praise God. Amen. Let me be mindful of the time. Praise God. I know Wednesday night, been working. Man, we went dip down to California for a couple days, go see her mom and dad. And boy, 104 degrees. Boy, I 
stuff felt like a, felt like somebody's pouring hot bacon grease on my back. <laughs> you ever been popped by bacon grease? <laughs> Some of y'all are like, amen, brother. <laughs> yeah, boy, make you step back. That's how I felt, but it was good. Pray for California, man. They need some prayer now. That's why while they all trying to move up here, praise God. We'll get them converted. Come on up. Praise the Lord. Amen. How many love the Lord tonight? Isn't he good? Living for God is so wonderful. Thank you, Lord. We, and we live it. We believe this. We live it. Amen. We're not perfect, but we're trying to do our best. We really believe in Jesus. We believe in this thing called the Bible. We believe in a thing called faith. Amen. And we make no apologies for it. Amen. Don't ever apologize. Live for God. Amen. You don't ever have to hold your head down. Amen. Because in the middle of the storm, in the middle of darkness, it's light what people look for. Praise the Lord. I give honor to my wonderful friend, man of highly esteem and respect, both spiritually and socially. Pastor Evan Hood, his wife, I love them. Amen. And uh, just so wonderful to be a part of the work that God has called him to. And uh, amen. Let's go to the book of 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. Amen. And I will do my due diligence to preach what I feel like God has laid on my heart. Amen. I'm proud of these young men coming, serving, living for God. It's, a, it's refreshing to see this. Amen. These young men just busy doing some of the ministerial things around the church, offering music and different things. It's just a wonderful thing. Amen. Everybody is convinced that the young men in this generation are after all of the ceremonies of the world, but I beg to differ. Amen. God's raising up godly young men to, to live. Not that I'm an old man, because I surely am not. Even though I started balding at like 19, but you know that's just a story. I'm not, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about. It. Somebody said, "Man, have you noticed a lot of guys that are bald are getting COVID-19?" I said, "Really?" <laughs> I better pray for Brother Poindexter, man. I'm, I'm in trouble. Praise God. 2 Kings chapter 4, now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet unto Elijah, saying, thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. Somebody say he was a righteous man. And the creditors come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen to be slaves. He was a righteous man, but he had some financial trouble. I'm already preaching. Creditor has come to take unto him my two sons to be slaves. And Elijah said unto her, what shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house, what do you got? What do you possess? And she said, thy handmaid had not anything in the house save a pot of oil. She said, I ain't got nothing. 
You know, oil is symbolic of the anointing. Got a little bit of faith. Got a little bit of anointing. Got a little bit of Jesus. Got a little bit of truth. And the prophet said, all right, we can do something with that. He said, go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shalt pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. Watch it now. So she sat there, she crossed her legs, she went home and did nothing. So she went home, she shut off all the lights, shut the door and did nothing. No. So she went from him, she shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed or it ceased. And then she came and told the man of God. And he said, Go, watch it now, sell the oil and pay thy debt. Live thou and thy children of the rest. See this right here? Romans chapter 15, verse 4 said, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. In other words, this story right here was written for you and I today. So you can look at this story, you can have patience, you can have comfort, and you can have hope that it is the will of God, watch it now, to pay thy debt and to live on the rest. I said, it, it's, it's the will of God. God, that's God's desire. Hey, God knoweth. Amen. I said, it's the will of God. It's God's desire for him to get you in such a place of blessing that you're able to pay your debt and be blessed of the rest. I believe that. I said, why do you believe that, Brother Point? That's because I read that. And he wouldn't have put it in there if he if he wasn't if he was telling if he what he wouldn't have put it in there if he didn't mean to put it in there. Hallelujah. Amen. I wanna I wanna preach on this on this topic, blessings. Blessings are sure to come. Jesus, we love you, Lord. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, bless me, Lord. Say, God, tonight, make my basket full in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus. Clap your hands unto the Lord as you're seated. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. I, I, um, I remember one time um, I was preaching, amen, going about traveling. Most of this particular time I was going through uh, a lot of times in California. And uh, I remember uh, one time, you know, as I was going, amen, checking my finances, uh, checking the income, amen, you know, it seems like finances are always kind of on the forefront. Can I get an amen? amen? Seems like no matter what you do, amen, you just always want to be mindful of how much you got. I think everybody, that's everybody, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, maybe some, some of us know what it's like to get up to that supermarket cashier line 
swipe the card. And you're looking at it, hoping, 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 hoping that check went through. And uh, that's just what it is. And uh, I remember a particular time, uh, just being transparent, I remember um, some money had, had come up missing. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't really stress too much about it, uh, hoping that I would find it. Um, and, then, and then I got a phone call. I was actually eating with, at the time, with my fiance. And uh, she got a phone call. Somebody had stolen her, was it your debit card? Debit card had got stolen. Somebody had used it several places. Um, and then somebody, I believe at the time, had got a hold of my information. And all these things were happen happening almost simultaneously. And then I was getting ready to go out of the country to go preach. And I had a, a certain amount in my account. And uh, when I got to, when I got to, get ready to go to the airport, I looked at my account, and my account was at zero. And, uh, and I said, oh, boy, what is going on? I, and I, I remember specifically, um, and at that particular time, all that stuff was going on, and then I realized also that when I purchased my, my airline ticket to go out of the country, um, the airline had, had charged me double, which added to everything else. And I was about to lose it because I was getting stressed out. You know, at the particular time, I've been traveling, going to and fro, driving. I was wore out physically. And, man, I was, I was, I was so tense. I was, man, what is, what is going on? What is all of this, you know? And man, I'm thinking about bills and travel and, and everything else that comes with, you know, finances. And, and man, I remember just kind of going to sleep one night. And I, I didn't even really pray. I just kind of asked myself, Man, what is going on? What, what in the world is happening? And uh, I never thought that anything spiritual would, would, would uh, that it had anything to do with spiritual spirits. And, and uh, so I fell asleep, and I fell asleep. And in the dream, I never forget, I was at the airport. I had my bags and my luggage, and I remember I had a certain amount of time that I had to get to this particular, term, particular terminal uh, so I could catch my flight. And I remember, man, in the dream, that pressure and stress of, of running behind time and people going to and fro at the airport. And as I was going down this, down this hallway, uh, there stood before me this man, like half man, half beast. Uh, he was about nine, ten feet tall. His neck was just, his neck was so thick in his veins and he was so tense. And I remember he was such an ugly looking monster. And uh, he had one eye and it reminded, when I saw that eye, it reminded me of that eye on the dollar bill. And in the dream, the Lord spoke to me and said, this spirit is coming against your finances. I thought, God, how can that be? How? How can that be? And I think at best, because it is a spiritual thing, we, we can't really articulate how or explain how, but I believe that it is the devil's desire to have you on a financial duress. Because when you have financial stress, that's when your attitude snaps and words come out. And, and through that stress, the enemy can do a lot of damage. People, people today do things for money that they wish they had not have done. People rob, steal, cheat, and give their bodies away because of the pressure to, 
to have that money in their hand. And, and I believe it is that the Bible says the devil comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. God, how in the world is this happening? How, how can this be? Didn't understand it. Brother, you could count on it. I would lay my hand on the Bible today and tell you if I went to a store, if I went to the airport, if I went to a department store for about three months straight, it did not matter. When I handed my debit card over, that computer was shut down. You remember that? I, I remember particularly walking with somebody. I said, watch this. I said, I'm going to hand in my debit card. I said, this whole thing is going to shut down. I was, at a, I was at a dealer's. I believe it was in Spokane. I handed her the card, and sure enough, she started <laughs> looking around. I said, something's going on. And when that stuff started happening, it was God showing me that the enemy is trying to come against my finances. I'm, 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 I'm looking at, I'm, that's. The way some of y'all looking at me, that's how I was looking at God. Like, are you serious? <laughs> and then I was reading one day, and I got to Job chapter 1, verse 8, and God asked the devil, where comest thou, Satan? He said, I've been going to and fro, up in the earth, walking up and down in it. He was going and walking. And the Lord said, hast thou considered my servant Job? And he said, yes, I have. He said, you have a hedge about him. And about everything he possesses around his family, around his everything. And that let me know that the devil had seen a hedge around Job's finances. He had checked and watched. He was looking at the possessions that he had. And he was figuring out some way he could come against the financial plan, financial prosperity of Job. He said, you got a hedge around his finances. And I'm telling ARC you got to start praying hedges around your finances. I feel the Holy Ghost. I, I feel the Holy Ghost because blessings come their way. It's just like Daniel was praying, and here comes the archangel and says, Hey, we heard your prayer, but I've been fighting the prince of Persia. That's why I couldn't get to you to give you the answer. And I believe there's certain blessings that God has designated for you. Amen. Financial blessings and prosperity and deals and, and just the favor of God's on your life. Amen. And, and the enemy comes and says, we've got to fight this. Amen. Have you ever noticed when you start giving more, the pressure comes on more? Amen. Amen. This woman had, this woman had a righteous lifestyle. She was raising her sons to be probably prophets. Her husband was a prophet. And when she came to the prophet of the prophets, she said, you know my husband was a righteous man. But be it though as it may, even though he was righteous, he still had financial problems. We don't know where they came from. We don't know how they transpired. We just know that he had some financial difficulty. There were some financial pressures. But, but the beauty about that is, is that it was still a family and she still respected him because he still deserved respect. You live in a day where the, one of the number one causes of divorce is financial problems. Once again, why? Because the pressure causes you to be agitated, frustrated, Man, 
uh, recluse and isolated and, man, and, and, and hasty and, and I got to figure this thing out. Don't talk to me right now and that bad attitude and, and, and it creates an offset of a whole nother list of problems. One of the main things Jesus said, hey, he, I know all the needs that you have. I know the very number of the hairs on your head. And if, if I know the very numbers of the hairs on your head, what is God saying? He said, I know the details of your life. Praise God. And every once in a while, the Lord will show up and he will start to deal with financial things. And this particular woman came to the men of God and she said, I am in financial duress and the creditors have showed up to my house. They've got, ch they've got chains and they've got handcuffs. Hey Amen. They're ready to take my boys. I've got to understand, to lose a husband, to be a widow was a blow indeed. All of her respect was gone per se. All of her, all of her futuristic uh, blessings and respect was gone. Her husband was gone. The protector, the provider, the one that was going to work the deals and work the field, that aggressive nature of the man to go out and possess now was gone. What was she going to do? And to make matters worse, her boys are gone. Her future, her, her, her prophecy is gone. Now she knows what's coming down the pipe. Not only has she lost her husband, not only is she about to lose her two sons, amen, and not only is she about to lose the name and respect and the family's name, she can see that hard times are coming down her road. And what does she do? She's a wise woman. She goes to the man that has the word of God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Better than staying up all night trying to figure it out, uh, losing sleep, having stress and pressure, being depressed and, and covetousness and greed settling in. She said, I'm going to get a word from God. Right. Hallelujah. Going to get a word. And when she comes, she explains to the men of God what's going on. And look at his reaction. What do you have? In your house, because he already knew that God was wanting to pour out a blessing on her life. The man of God said, oh, what do you have? She said, I just got a pot of oil. Man, that's all you need. Amen. Just a little bit of faith. Jesus said, if you have faith, the grain of a mustard seed, you should say to your mountain, mountain, be thou removed and cast into a yonder place. If you just got a little bit of belief in God's ability, amen, do you believe that God wants to take you higher and pour favor upon your life and pour blessings upon your life and increase you? Amen. God said, if you believe it, I'm able to do it. I hope by the end of the night, I could convince the 95% rest of us that God wants to bless you. Brother Diaz didn't get up there and say that testimony for nothing. It was in the spirit. That song wasn't up there for nothing. God said, I want to overtake you. I want to bless you. I want to pour my favor upon you. I want to increase you. Amen. I want to, I want to favor your name in this community. Praise God. Just a little bit of faith. That's it. Just a little bit of faith. And you say, man, she went and she made a move. It didn't make sense. Knocking on the door, hey, you got the empty vessels? Well, yeah, well, you know how people are. People are nosy. <laughs> well, 
said, yeah, I got a vegetable. I said, what, what are you going to do? Well, you know, God told me that. Uh, well, don't, God told me that if I. God told me that if I get empty vessels and borrow them, he would fill them up miraculously. Just keep the vessel. You don't have to bring it back. Matter of fact, don't worry about coming back yet. No, we're home. You're not home. Praise God. So she goes in the house, hey, hey, what are you using this for? Well, you know, God told me that if I would, that if I would just start giving a little bit more in tithe and offering, he would so-and-so. See, see, faith looks foolish at times. But it's still obedience to the word of God. And so she went knocking doors. Her little boys went knocking doors. And she said, bring me another one because every, 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 she was a woman of faith. Watch her now. She didn't wait. She didn't hesitate. She didn't pause. Amen. She just went and did what the man of God told her to do. And so she said, bring me another one. She said, I'm, I'm about to get blessed. She was already in expectation. She knew the word that come out of the man of God's lips. She didn't doubt the word of God that came off of his lips. She didn't go home and try to try to rationalize it, try to try to try to conserve, try to be conservative. She just said, this is what he said. This is what I'm going to do. And by God, one more, one more vessel. And her, her little boy said, we don't, and we, we've got everything we can get. She said, all right. And they just sit there. And they come back and check after about an hour, nothing. And two hours, nothing. And three hours, nothing. And four hours, nothing. And they say, man, I don't know. And they went to sleep. And when they woke up the next morning, every vessel was full to the top. Oh, yeah, I, I could tell by your response. Some of y'all are like, man, I just don't know. That's just, man, I don't know. Let me tell you something about God. He's just unstoppable. He's just, he's a miracle working God. In order to have a miracle, you got to have an impossibility. Amen. In order to have a miracle, you got to have somebody that believes in the possible. The outlandish, the foolish, it sounds bizarre, it sounds unique. Man, there's no way. Just do what the man of God is telling you to do. And she said, oh, boy, we're about to be blessed. And I can see her that next day in the marketplace. And, man, she's out there and she's buying new fabric and she's buying silk and wool. Mama done got a new pair of shoes. Boys in the marketplace got new suits on. And I know how people are. They're like, I thought you were broke. You get that new car. You know how it is. When you pull up a new car to church, everybody's like, Who's that? Who's that? Whose car is that? I don't know. That Billy Johnson. I don't know where he got it. I think it's a rental. <laughs> if I'm doing anything tonight, I've been sent to convince you and tell you that God wants to bless you, that God wants to increase you. That, that God is not fighting against your financial plan. I feel I'm talking to somebody. God's not fighting against your financial endeavors. As a matter of fact, he's helping it. Hallelujah. You ought to go and study Deuteronomy chapter 28. That's where that song comes from. You know. 
Deuteronomy chapter 28 says, if you follow my commandments and obey my laws, he said, you'll be blessed in the city. The word blessed means to be happy, fortunate, comfortable. He said, if you follow my laws, obey my commandments, he said, I'll bless you in the city. I'll bless you in the field. I'll bless you coming in. I'll bless you going out. God wants to increase his people. God wants to bless this church. God wants to place his favor, his favor, his favor. You know, you, and, and I'm going to tell you something. I'll never forget one time. And I, 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 I remember one time, amen, I was at a church. And, uh, man, I saw a guy. And uh, I walked over to him, and I said, uh, I said, man, this might sound a little strange. I said, but I, I see just dollar bills shooting out of your pockets. It was strange. I mean, it was just shooting out. I mean, just money just coming out. And I said, man, I don't know. It sounds weird. And he just kind of looked at me, you know, that, you know, that look like, mm, mm, mm. I walked away feeling like a fool, you know. Got to do that at times. So I left, went preaching, came back like a year later, and I saw that same fella. I, I, I probably told this story here before, but and uh, he said he got permission from his pastor. We went over to his house, and he said, I want to show you something. I said, okay, well, what, what is it? And we went, and uh, we went to his room, and he was pulling out big old fat, just fat rolls of money. I was like, oh, amen, okay, good preaching, all right. Yeah, okay. I'm just sitting there, and he's showing me his toys, you know, showing me his guns. I'm like, okay, this is okay, brother, all right, did I, did I say something? And uh, so then he, he pulled out these manila envelopes, and it was about seven or eight of them, and these manila envelopes that th it, was, it, was, it was court documents. It was notarized and sealed, and, man, it was these official documents of, of of him being over these estate, these oil estates, and it was it was every so much thousand dollars of 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 every royalty of, of oil that they find. I mean, it was it was millions of dollars worth of stuff. And he looked at me. He said, "He said your prophecy has come to pass." I'm like, man, this is crazy. I couldn't. I, it was hard for me if I wouldn't have seen it for myself. If I wouldn't have seen it with my own eyes, sitting on his bed. In his room, amen, he showed me those envelopes. He said, you look, and it was official documents. I mean, it was courts and Lord from, from oil estates over in North Dakota and Wyoming. If I wouldn't have seen it with my own eyes, I would have not believed it. And he was a, a man who didn't even, didn't even finish high school. But you know what? I found out he was, he, he was a giver. And the Bible says, give, and it shall be given unto you. What it said. You say, well, why are you preaching like that, preacher? Because I'm talking to people that has given. And God says, I want to give back to you. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, these, 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 these blessings, I, I never forget, I was somewhere and uh, there's a la lady needed a car. And uh, so I told her, hey, if you need a car, I said, what would you do if you got a car today? You know, I said, you go down to the DMV and you fill out the paperwork. I said, so why don't you go down to the DMV and fill out some paperwork? Just grab something, fill it out. Fill out a bill of sale. It may not be all complete, but what are you doing? You're just, op you're just activating your faith. 
man. She got three cars now. I'm telling you the truth. Man, I, I, I never forget I was at a church one time. And I was just, and this is what I, when, when I feel it, I just, I used to be a little bit intimidated because they're like, man, he's a prosperity preacher. But you know what? I, I, I realize now that God wants to bless his people. He blesses those that give. And you have given. That's why God has brought this message. Amen. And so I, I was at a church and I, I was getting ready for church and I looked on the counter or something there or the desk or something and there was a dollar bill. So Man, I was like, I heard the Lord say, take that to church. I'm like, okay. So I grabbed it. I stuck it in my pocket. And I'm on my way to church. And uh, so I'm there. And I'm, I'm thinking he wants me to put in an offering place. So offering place, getting ready to come. I'm about to put it in. And I see a man in the back there. And the Lord said, go give it to him. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> You know, when you got 100 or 50, 20, you know, it's like, God bless you, brother. Here you go. Amen. Yeah. You know, you walk away feeling good. Not a dollar, though. <laughs> You're like, amen. Here you go, brother. God bless you. Here. And so I, I went up to him, and I said, uh, I went up to him. I said, I said, hey, uh, I mean, I don't know. This may be a little bit weird, but I'm like, here you go. He looked at me like, you're joking, right? I was like. I was like, might be something to it. So I gave it to him. I went on. And then uh, a couple weeks, uh, I think it was a week later, two weeks later, amen, I was, I was still preaching at that church. And all of a sudden, uh, he, was a, he, was a, a, he had a roofing and a siding business. And about two weeks later, man, these windstorms come, hailstorms come, ripping roofs off, ripping siding off. And if you know anything about insurance claims, well, for the man that owns a roofing and a siding business, that's a happy day. <laughs> In fact, out of that particular storm, there was a five-star hotel whose roof got tore up, and they called him. He went to go bid it out, and last time I checked, it was close to $200,000 job. Amen. Say, well, why are you telling these stories? Because, man, it's God's will for you to be blessed. God wants to bless this church. I believe that. I really do. You know, I don't, I don't preach like this everywhere I go. But one thing I do know is there's times that you got to pray against the devourer. Y'all remember that in the book of Malachi? That goes in with the story I was talking about. The devourer comes to try to steal your blessing. And you got to pray against those spirits. Pray against the enemy. The stuff that tries to come against you. Amen. The stuff that tries to come against your possessions and come against your body and come against your mind. Amen. And have you impoverished spiritually. Have you impoverished financially. Amen. When you leave this service tonight, there's two things I want you to do. Number one, I want you to be in expectation of the blessings of God, but I also want your mind to be alert of the adversary that wants to deplete your financial, amen, he wants to deplete your spiritual account and your financial account. He wants to make havoc and wreak havoc, and he, com he comes against your blessings. You say, well, what do I do? You, number one, you pray. You start praying blessings. 
Amen. Blessings fight against the curses. Amen. He said, listen, if you will give like I told you to give in the book of Malachi, he said, bring all the tithe and the offering to the storehouse. He said, see if I don't pour out a blessing upon you that there may not be room enough to receive. He said, listen, amen, watch him now, watch him. He said, I will give if you will give. I will match you and give you more. I will press it down. I'll shake it together. Amen, I will cause blessings and favor to be upon your life. And then he said, I will also rebuke the devourer. Man, the devourer comes. He comes knocking on your door, and he tries to collect from you like this woman was. It, it was creditors that had come. And said, oh, we've come, amen, to give anything of your possessions we want from you. We want your joy. We want your happiness. We want your peace. Amen. We want your tranquility. We want your spiritual life. We want your attention. And all of that was summed up in her little boy. Amen. But she didn't fight the creditors. She went to the right source. And the right source was the word of God. Amen. And I'm telling some folks here tonight that God has got blessings with your name on it. Praise God. And so God has got blessings with your name on it. You're going to have to fight for it. Amen. You're going to have to proclaim it. Amen. You're going to have to demand it in the spiritual realm. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Jesus, Jesus was walking on the road of Emmaus. Amen. With two disciples, they didn't know it was him. And he was walking with them the entire way. Amen. He was walking with them. They thought they were walking by themselves, but Jesus was walking with them the entire way. Praise God. Amen. Where were they going? They were going to a place called Emmaus. Emmaus means the city of the two baths. Amen. A bath is for cleansing and comfort and refreshment. Praise God. That's symbolic of the Holy Ghost. That's symbolic of God's blessing. That's where they were headed. And Jesus was accompanying them on the road of blessing. Praise God. Because they were on the right road, but they didn't see it. They were on the right road, but they couldn't see it. And what was Jesus telling us? Amen. That when you're on the right road, I'm walking with you. I'm here to protect you from the devourers. I'm here to protect you from those that would take from you. Praise God. Mm. And Deuteronomy chapter 31 says, fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that goeth with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. He will not leave you nor will he forsake you. God is helping you. God is walking with you. God is enabling you to get what he has called for you. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. God said, listen, I... I've got my will, and I'm trying to help you, and I want to accompany you on that right road. Amen. You got to sometimes you've got to look at your life and say, "What do I really want?" Can you go get it? Amen. After after, after your own uh, after your own strength, of course you can. I think the world, the secular world, has proven that. But it's better to get it with God. Amen. Uh, I think it was Benjamin Franklin said, God helps those that help themselves. Amen. That's not all properly true. Amen. Because we read in the Bible, God helps the helpless. Praise God. Amen. When I don't have strength, he is my strength. When I don't have the courage, he is my courage. When I don't have the wherewithal, the power, he said, behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. My God, 
I'm almost done, but he looked at Noah and I'm going to give you a rainbow. And that is going to be a symbol, a token that my word is true. Amen. That no matter what, he said, I'm giving you a rainbow. You know what a rainbow is? It is the display of every color there is. And it's arcing over the earth. It is a symbol that you will never be drowned out again of my waters. He was giving him a promise. And I'm telling you, God wants to promise some people here tonight. Amen. You will never see the subterfuge of financial trouble like you used to see. I believe God can bless you so abundantly. Amen. You will only have to worry about it ever again if you will just claim the blessings of God. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, ARC, there is, a, there is an enemy that wants to come against your possessions and against your family and against those things and create financial duress. And I've been sent here tonight to tell you to start praying a hedge. Pray a hedge. You say, Brother Poindexter, that's just foolish, pray a hedge around my car. Yes. Yes. If I could explain it to you, I would, but I don't even fully understand it. I just know that there is a spiritual adversary that comes against the goods that God has blessed us with. And I, I believe there's nothing more that tickles the devil than to see us get blessed and to see him destroy it and snatch it right out of our hands. A man got there one day. He purchased a good plot of land. The soil was rich. He worked it. He plowed through it. The crop was going to be good. He planted good seed. It was some of the finest seed. He didn't cheap out. And so he began to plant good seed. And while he slept, the Bible says the enemy came and sowed tares among his blessing. And when it began to come up, the servant said, I thought you planted good seed. And watch him now. He knew where it come from. He said an enemy had done this trying to take his blessing, trying to steal what God had given to him. Amen. I, I like that man because he's so calm and he's so collected. He says, no, nah, you just let them grow. He said that when the, when the right time comes, uh, we'll harvest it out. We'll dig out the bad stuff. I'm telling you right now, pray a hedge around everything that God has given you. Pray a hedge around your mind. Pray a hedge around the blessings, around your children, around your family. What are you doing? I'm letting the devil know my blessings are mine, that God has given me this city. God has given me the blessings and the increase. Oh, Amen. Somebody say blessings. It's the will of God for me to be blessed. It's the will of God, amen, for me to be increased. Now, it ain't the will of God for everybody because everybody don't give like they're supposed to give. Amen. I laugh, man. Just about almost every church you go to, amen, here come that one old boy. He wants to talk to you, and he wants increase. And I say, are you paying your tithe and offering? Oh, well, okay, yeah, there it is. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I say, God can't bless that. As a matter of fact, the Bible calls you a thief and a robber. He said, wherefore have they robbed me? Wherefore have we robbed you, God? He said, through tithe and offering. That's why I like being an evangelist, because I can preach about money. Oh, yeah. See, we 
got people that they want to be blessed, but they don't want to give the blessing. Amen? Now God's not telling you to take your whole check and sign it off and like stretch for the next two weeks. But he did say, he that giveth abundantly, generously, that's, what's he, that's what he's going to receive. But he that giveth sparingly shall receive also sparingly. Amen. I want to be blessed. Man, I want to be blessed. I, I want to be blessed. Praise God. And I feel the Holy Ghost God is telling some of us that he is going to bless you. He's going to increase you. And he's going to elevate you. You say, what do I do now? Man, you just celebrate in advance. When you know something is coming onto your address, you know it's going to come. Amen. You get online and you say, man, it's on its way. You, you check it from the warehouse all the way to your address. And you say, where's it at now, babe? Oh, it's in Denver. Man. You look two, two days later, it's Amazon Prime. Where's it at now, babe? Salt Lake. I'm going to call this guy. Because you, you, you know it's coming to you, and you know you've already paid the price for it. In other words, when God has made promises to you, you've already prayed, you've already had the faith, you've already believed God, and now God is telling you your promises are on your way because you have done what God has asked you to do, and he said that I will bless you in the city. I want to be blessed. Somebody say, God, I want to be blessed. God, I want you to bless me. Amen. Come on. Come on, musicians, come. Why don't you stand to your feet right now, lift up your hands and say, God, I want you to bless my family. I want you to bless my business. God, I want you to bless my job. Bless my church, Lord. I feel it in the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. God said, I will answer your prayer requests. Amen. And I'm not just talking about finances. I'm talking about God answering the prayers of his people. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Everybody lift up your hands right now. Say, man, I've got some things. I've got some requests, God. I've got some needs and necessities. I've got some visions. I've got some goals and I've got some plans. Hallelujah. I want to be blessed. I want to be blessed. I want to be blessed. How about Kotaya? I feel the Holy Ghost. Some of you have prayed, God, if you will just, if you will just increase me. See, God knows. God knows. Some of you have prayed, you said, God, if you will just increase me, man, I will be a giver. And he knows that. Amen. God, if you will just bless me, I will, I will give like I have never given in my life. Man, the Bible says God loveth a cheerful giver. Some people get joy out of giving. That's the type of person I want to be. Hallelujah. You say, man, why are you preaching about this? You remember when Jesus was just a little baby? It was a typology of the gospel. Because if a baby can be put in the hands of anybody, evil or good, a baby can't defend itself. It's, 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 it's defenseless. And that's how the gospel is. The Bible talks about the gospel being in the hands of unrighteous men. And the gospel's passed and, and the gospel grows and it develops. But 
but some people, there's the enemy that wants to kill the gospel, but doesn't want it to grow or develop because the gospel gets into a home, it grows, develops, and it, and it becomes king of the home. And, and the Bible says wise men came and they brought frankincense and they brought myrrh and they bought gold. And it was after the wise men came that God instruct, instructed Joseph. He said, now I want you to flee to Egypt. And he had to live in Egypt. What is all of this typology? The only way, he, the, the only way that Jesus, the only way that Jesus was able to get into Egypt, which is a typology of the world, was by frankincense, myrrh, and that gold. If it had not been for the financial exchange and the financial blessing of the wise men, Joseph would have never been able to flee and thus the gospel never would have got into Egypt. And I'm telling you, amen, God is trying to do something in this lifetime. Amen. And if the church will rise up and God says, I want to bless you, but if I bless you, will you give? And so I tell people, when you start getting blessed, don't forget about the church. Amen. I, I wish I had time to tell you about when, when, when the preacher rose up, and I believe it was Haggai. He said, listen, he said, you got holes in your bags. He said, you plant vineyards, but they don't come to fruition. And he said, you, you grow thorns and thistles, and you ask him, man, well, I eat, but I'm not fulfilled. I drink, but I'm not satisfied. And he said, why is all, you, God said, why are all these things happening? He said, consider your ways. He said, because you dwell in sealed houses. He said, but the house of God lieth in ruins. God was looking at the house of God, and he was looking at the people's house. And he said, oh, I see how you take care of your house. He said, but my house is being treated like something else. And it was affecting their finances. And I tell people, hey, if you want to be extremely blessed, I said, look towards the house of God. I said, when you give to God, God is a good banker. He's a good investor. When you give unto the Lord, I promise you, amen, there is nobody that can bless like Jesus can. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The shepherds brought praise. The wise men brought substance. And together, praise and substance, the gospel can go forward into the world and people can be blessed. I've run into people all across the map. Well, man, I don't know where my money's going. It's amazing to me that when they were living in the world, they never went to the bar. And they stopped at the bartender or they stopped at the, at the uh, what's the guy there? The bouncer. And they never asked the bouncer, man, well, where's my $20 going? No, 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 they just gave it and kept going because that was something that they were supporting. And I don't ever want to be so crossed up in the house of God, amen, that I start withdrawing my hand because the moment I start withdrawing my hand, God starts to withdraw his hand. But the moment you open your hand for blessing, God says, I can give you double. Hallelujah. I want to be blessed. There's a window. Hear me, hear me, ARC. I don't know when I'll be back, Amen. But this is, a, this is a window of opportunity for this church. And I know you've given. I can feel it in the spirit. And what are you saying? I'm saying continue that attitude because it shows. You start pouring out and God starts pouring out. And miracles start happening. And things that are happening here. 
that are not happening anywhere else. And people will look and say, how is that happening? It's because people have decided that, man, we are going to bless the house of God. I tell people all the time, when you get blessed, don't forget the house of God or the people of God. Hallelujah. Man, I can tell you story after story. But it all boils down to is I want to be a blessed man. I want to be blessed. I'm not saying you, I'm not saying you got to be rich because being rich and being blessed is two different things. There's a lot of rich people, but I want to be blessed of the Lord. I want God's favor upon my life. Amen. Every hand lifted up right now. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm trusting in you. Lord, I believe in you. I pray, God, you told me to ask and I shall receive. Oh, some of you have prayed for homes and houses, Lord. Some of you have prayed for jobs and businesses. I'm asking, Lord, bless businesses right now. Lord, bless him on the job. He's going to do it. I feel him here. I feel him here. God bless this church. Lord, Lord, we pray a hedge around every, every person in this place. We pray a hedge, oh God. Around the finances and the blessings of your people in the name of Jesus. We rebuke the devourer right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Come on, somebody say, Lord, I'm getting my pot of oil. I've got my faith in the name of Jesus. He said, pay your debt and live on the rest. Oh, come on. I said, the giver's in the house. I said, the giver's in the house. Oh, God, giveth gifts unto all men. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Brother Morgan, come on up here, brother. Amen. We're going to pray for him. Amen. You believe God's going to bless you this year. Why don't you come up and pray? Amen. Bring your baskets. We're going to pray for this brother right now. As God begins to fill him with the Holy Ghost, we pray in the name of Jesus. As you're coming to pray, you can pray for your family, pray for your church, and pray for your pastor. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, everybody praying. Hallelujah.